Playing by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. All right, welcome to our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Merrick Brown. Thank you always for joining me on this journey of hope. I always want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and to share these messages of hope wherever you listen, uh, with your family, with your friends, your coworkers, and just all who you meet, right? Um, just, just share these messages of hope with everyone. Uh, and so in our last episode, we discovered that the, the, the human family is just in a terrible predicament. We are in big trouble. Uh, and we are helpless to help ourselves. And left to ourselves, we are doomed to a life of suffering, misery, disappointment, pain, and, and death. Right? Uh, like the Apostle Paul, as we come to grips with our fearful condition, we cry out, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? He mentions that in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. And so because of his boundless love and mercy, the good news is, and there's good news in all this, right? That God has not abandoned us to utter despair and eternal loss. God's response to humanity's suffering, pain, and death was to come down into it himself. Now, this is just amazing. God could not bear the thought that our rebellion would eternally separate us from him. And so, out of their love for us, the, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit gave up one of their members, the Son of God, for our redemption, for our salvation. Scripture reveals that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Now, friends, every time I think about what God did, it, it, it still just amazes me, right? That God would give up his son, his, his only son, is, is the most amazing development in the history of the universe. That the creator of the universe, think about it. The son of God who is going forth are from old, from everlasting, as Micah says in Micah chapter 5, would stoop to become human, to, to become one of us, to become Emmanuel, God with us. It, it, it still <laughs> boggles my mind, even to today, right? So, so scripture reveals that when the right time came though, right? God sent forth his son, born of a woman to buy freedom for us so that he could adopt us as his very own children, right? You find that in Galatians 4 verse 4. And so hundreds of years before the son of God actually came to our world, God through his holy prophets gave us certain signs or messianic prophecies in scripture that would help us to pinpoint the exact time of the Son of God's arrival. In fact, the, the, the time prophecies of Daniel chapter 9 have been called the crown jewel of the Old Testament because they pinpoint about 500 years before he was born, the very year when the Son of God would uh, begin his ministry on earth and also the year of his death. Now, the starting accuracy of these time prophecies that we find in Daniel chapter 9 even caught the attention of Sir Isaac Newton, who called them the, the foundation stone of the Christian religion. 
So let's take a quick look at this amazing time prophecy found there in Daniel chapter 9. So when Daniel chapter 9 begins, as the chapter opens, we see the prophet Daniel, he's praying, right? Daniel is praying and he's praying and asking God not to delay on his promise to allow his people, meaning the Jewish people, to return to Jerusalem after uh, 70 years of captivity in Babylon. And, and amazingly, uh, at the end of Daniel's prayer, there in Daniel chapter 9, the angel Gabriel shows up in answer to Daniel's prayer and says, and says to him, listen, Daniel, you are, you are beloved by heaven. Isn't that amazing, right? For God to send an angel in answer to your prayer and to tell you that heaven loves you right uh and and also as 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 gabriel comes he says to Daniel, listen god's promise is sure your people are going to return after 70 years uh but not only that when when gabriel shows up he also gives daniel uh, and gives us a, a timeline of when the messiah or, or the son of god would actually begin his ministry to save humanity so we find this in daniel chapter 9 verse 24 to 25 in your Bible. Uh, and this is what Gabriel tells Daniel. He says, 70 weeks are determined for your people. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Now, I should say here, now, the time prophecy there in Daniel chapter 9 is one of the most complex prophecies in the Bible because uh, there is some math here involved in terms of understanding and interpreting what the text is saying so i'm not going to get into the full details of the prophecy of daniel chapter 9 and all its calculations uh perhaps we will do that in a future episode for now i just want us to focus on when gabriel says that the son of god would actually show up in order to save humanity so gabriel says uh to daniel in in, in daniel chapter 9 verse 25 sorry 24 to 25 that 70 weeks uh, is allotted to Daniel's people. So we know that 70 weeks work so to how many days? Like 490 days, right? So now, the majority of Bible scholars say that the only way for the 70-week prophecy of Daniel 9 to make sense is that we need to interpret those 490 days as 490 literal years, right? And so when you have the opportunity to actually study this out for yourself, you'll see the, what, that, what, what they're saying actually makes sense. Right. Uh, and uh, why they came to this conclusion. Now, here's what's amazing. Daniel also tells us when this 490 year period would begin uh, in Jewish history. He tells us there in Daniel chapter 9, verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. So. We know from history, we know this from history, that the commandment uh, was given to restore and build Jerusalem after the Jews returned from Babylonian captivity uh, in the fall of the year 457 BC. It was in the fall of the year 457 BC. Also, Gabriel tells us that from the year 457 BC until when Messiah begins his ministry, there would be two blocks of time, right? There'll be seven weeks plus another 62 weeks and this makes for a total of 69 weeks and so 69 weeks works out to how many days like 483 days right uh, or literally 483 years so i hope you guys are following this right i know there's some math involved here so so here's the point of all this 
right? Because I don't want to get too much into the math of all of this, right? Uh, the angel Gabriel is saying to us that if we want to know when Messiah or the Son of God would actually show up in history to begin his ministry to save humanity, all we have to do is to go forward 483 years, starting from the fall uh, of the year, um, starting from the fall of the year 457 BC. When we do that, we will arrive at the fall of the year 27 AD, right? And so based on this amazing uh, prophecy, Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, 25, we can know that the Son of God, the Christ or Messiah, would begin his earthly ministry in the second decade of the first century AD. In other words, he would begin his, uh, his ministry uh, in the fall of the year 27 AD, right? Now, there's only one person. There's only one person in all of history who fulfilled all of the messianic prophecies in scripture. Uh, I mean, there are like 60 major uh, messianic prophecies there in the Old Testament. And there's only one person who fulfilled all of them to a T. And that person was and is Jesus of Nazareth, right? In fact, uh, Luke tells us in his gospel, in Luke chapter 3, uh, in verse 1 and also in verse 21, you'll find this, that Jesus of Nazareth, he was baptized, Jesus was baptized and that he began his ministry uh, in the 15th, sorry, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Now, Tiberius Caesar was like a Roman empire who lived during the time of Jesus, right? And 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 so uh, we're told Jesus would, would begin his ministry in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, uh, which works out to be about uh, in, in the fall of 27 AD, right? So, Friends, uh, this is amazing. God did not leave us in the dark as to the time of his son's arrival on earth. Uh, again, scripture tells us that when the right time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, to buy freedom for us so that he could adopt us as his very own children. You remember, you recall also in the Gospels when Jesus started to, priest, uh, started to preach, he's, he's like, listen, the time is fulfilled, right? The kingdom of God is a at hand what he was doing when he was saying that he was actually pointing to daniel chapter 9 uh, about this time prophecy right so we know the story we know jesus story right uh, that he was born uh to a carpenter named joseph and and his fiance was mary in a Judea, in the Judean town of bethlehem uh of course this was amazing the creator god jesus of nazareth so instead of choosing the palatial home of an earthly potentate he humbled himself he made himself of no reputation just an amazing god right and was born to poor peasants in a barn and with a maid a manger for a crib right and of course for the first 30 years of his earthly life jesus lived in obscurity as a a lowly carpenter in nazareth uh, which which was a small galilean town right so here's the thing my thing is this Right In our digital age, breaking news events from all over the world are often reported to us in real time by meticulous, hard-nosed 21st century journalists who frequently travel the nation and the world in search of the, the big news story, right? After uh, the next big news story, they, 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 they travel far and wide. So I'm thinking, surely, a, a world-changing event of the magnitude of the, of the coming of the Son of God to planet Earth would have garnered, must have garnered some attention and some coverage by the first century journalists and historians of the day, right? So, yes, uh, you know, Josephus, uh, he was a first century Jewish historian. He actually wrote about Jesus, and this is what he says. He says, Jesus was a, was a wise man who wrote surprising feats and a teacher of such 
people as accept the truth gladly, he writes, he says, Jesus won over many Jews and many of the Greeks, right? Tacitus, and Tacitus was a, a first century Roman historian, and, and Pliny the Younger, a former Roman governor of Bithynia, uh, which was located in, uh, which is located in, in, in modern Turkey today. He also mentions Jesus, right? And the movement that he spawned there in the first century, right? And so these are accounts that are outside of the Bible, Right. And from these, uh, you know, outside accounts, we learn that Jesus, he was a wise teacher, that he was someone who performed amazing miracles. He was eventually crucified by the Romans, that his followers believe that he is the son of God who was risen from the dead. Uh, and of course, we have access right to accurate first century eyewitness testimony that was uh, that has been documented and carefully preserved in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and, and these guys all testify that Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, now, these eyewitnesses or these first century journalists not only accurately reported what they had heard and, and seen, but because, of, because several of them had, they had unique access to Jesus, right? Uh, they were his disciples, uh, some of them. Uh, they were able to document for us the, the intimate details of Jesus' life and work. Now, this is what the Apostle John wrote there in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. And, and this is amazing what he writes here because he was, he was an eyewitness, right? Uh, he was in the inner circle uh, of, of Jesus' um, you know, companions there, right? So he writes here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. He says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, he says, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him, John says. And, 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 we, and now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the father. Right. And then he was revealed to us. John says, we proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. Right. And our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And he says, we are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. Also, Peter. Right. The apostle Peter writes. Right. Uh, there in first Peter, chapter one, verse 16 to 18. And this is what Peter says. Of course, we know Peter was a disciple of Christ. He says, we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when we re when he received honor and glory from the father. The voice from the majestic, majestic glory of God said to him, this is my dearly beloved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him, talking about with Jesus on the mount, right? So that's what Jesus, um, Peter wrote there. Friends, the amazing good news here is that God in the person of Jesus came down into the darkness and messiness of our world in order to rescue us, in order to free us, right? Uh, Jesus came to be Emmanuel, God with us. And scripture reveals there in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, When the right time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, to buy freedom for us so that we he could adopt us as his very own children. You know, there is a, a famous American gospel singer named Dottie Peoples, and, and she wrote uh, the words to this wonderful song that I love. Uh, she wrote, He is an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, 
but he'll be there right on time. Yes, he's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. My friends, our God is an on-time God. Jesus, the Son of God, came right on time in order to free us, in order to rescue us from our alienation from God and from the messiness of sin. My friends, this same Jesus uh, 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 loves us. He loves us and he's more than able to free us from a life of sin and death. Jesus loves us and he wants for you and I to, to, to have a relationship with him, to get to know him better. Um, why not invite him into your life today? Right? He says to us there in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14, I know what I've planned for you. I've plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. When I call out to you, sorry, when you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you. That's what Jesus is saying to us today, my friends. My friends, uh, this, this, this God of love, this same Jesus has planned an amazing future for us. My hope is that you will come to trust Jesus more and more in a life of faith. Jesus is able to free us. He's able to free you of all our, our struggles, of all our sins. Uh, he, you know, he's a great physician. He's a great healer. I promise you, if you come to him and surrender your life to him, your life will never be the same. As we part, I always want to encourage you to like, to subscribe, and to share this podcast wherever you listen. Of course, you can also email me. My email address is knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. That's knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, if you want me to pray for you. Uh, also, when you, when you email me, I'll send you a book stub, which has a free copy of the book. There's a book that actually is inspired this podcast uh, it's called knowing tomorrow today and i'll send that to you when you email me right uh you get a free copy there of 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 the book right so may god continue to bless you uh i'm merrick brown until next time stay blessed and stay well it's gonna get better never stay the same it's gonna get better